you have your Bible um, with you, open it um, to the passage that Paul read from Ezekiel chapter 47. I'm praying for a fresh move of God among us. I'm believing for a fresh move of God among us. In my mind's eye, I can picture what God wants to do in and through me and in and through us as a church family. A move of God that that happens here among us but floods out from this place, touching hundreds, thousands of people all around us here in Carmoney. I wonder, do you long for this also? Do you long for God to move and work in your life in ever increasing measure and in and through the life of this church? Over these next few months, these next three months or so in the lead up to the Advent season. Um, in one church I used to work in, um, we weren't allowed to mention the word Christmas until December. I've just mentioned it. Um, our Joel told me yesterday that Christmas is 112 days away. Imagine that. There we go. 112 days until Christmas. But in the lead up um, to Advent and the Christmas season, we're going to dig into a new series here in Carmoney that we're going to simply call Fresh. We're going to dig into God's Word from three different spiritual, atmospheric shifting angles. We're going to think over these next nine, ten weeks about fresh wind, fresh fire, and fresh rain from heaven. That's a phrase that's been living with me for um, some time now. Um, In fact, for a few years, that God would pour out his blessing upon his people in a fresh way. And I'm believing for that um, among us for the season that God has in front of us. We're gonna spend three Sundays on each uh, of those areas asking the Lord for fresh wind, fresh fire, and fresh rain to fall from heaven. I'll say more about that in a few moments. But I want to acknowledge and just just thank God again this morning for the astonishing work that has taken place in this church over many years. I honor all of that. I've watched from a distance what God has been doing in this place among you. Um, Even in the last 20 months, God has been at work in this place. And and I honor all of that. I thank God for all of that. And in many ways, I'm just continuing what God has already been doing here for many, many years. But the word fresh, perhaps unsurprisingly, has been impressed upon my heart and upon my spirit for this season that we're entering into. Anything that's fresh is usually pretty good, isn't it? I would not want a stale dessert, Paul. Um, I hope you don't hand those on to Rick and the community leaders later on. Anything that's fresh is pretty good. Um, I had coffee this morning that was heated up in the microwave. It wasn't great. Um, I like fresh coffee, fresh food, Fresh fruit and vegetables, fresh water. Anything that's fresh is usually pretty good. It tastes good. It's usually pretty invigorating as well, pleasant to us. Just this past week, I read about an early group of Spanish sailors who were headed for the Amazon River. And the crew had anchored 
in exhaustion after a really hard voyage across the seas. They were in terrible physical condition. Their lips were dried out and swollen. They were quite literally dying of thirst. What had happened to the Spanish crew? Well, they they had sailed into the headwaters of the Amazon River, but they didn't actually realize that they were in the headwaters of the Amazon, which was fresh water. It was such an expanse of water that they thought that they were still in the Atlantic Ocean, that the water beneath them was still really salty. It never occurred to them that they were in the headwaters of a fresh water river. And many of them tragically died of thirst when really all they had to do was drop the buckets into the ocean and drink from the fresh water that was underneath them. And just this past week, I was thinking about this and this image of men dying of thirst as their ship floated on one of the largest fresh water bodies on planet Earth. And in many ways, this could be a metaphor for the age that we live in. That people all around us, I believe, are spiritually thirsty. They're hungry for more. And you might think of people this morning who you know have a hunger and a thirst for something more in life. Invite them to Alpha. What a great announcement, Lisa. Invite them to Alpha. Share Jesus with them. There are people all around us who are spiritually thirsty and yet they're totally unaware that living water is within their reach. That Christ is much closer than they think. I pray that this series that we're going to enter into would be for all of us a time and a season when we experience God and his activity among us, his action all around us in fresh ways, in ways that are really invigorating to our souls. I hope that excites you. That really excites me into the season that we're entering and I hope and pray that it excites you too. So Ezekiel chapter 47, um, this is a passage actually, um, David Crawford from Waringstown mentioned this um, on Friday evening and actually this passage has been really at the heart of this season of transition for us as a family. For some reason, God has put this in front of us Um, This moment in Ezekiel when he gets this incredible vision of the river of life that flows from the temple of God. And I want us to kick off this series right here in Ezekiel chapter 47. The first thing we see is a a fresh vision of the source. You see, at the time of, of Ezekiel's vision in chapter 47, the nation of Israel had been in exile for 25 years. And Jerusalem, and the city of God, was a wilderness Ezekiel had wrestled with God. Ezekiel had been searching the heart of God and and had been searching for hope in the middle of the wilderness. Ezekiel was hoping and longing that hope could be restored to the people of God. And Ezekiel understood, as one theologian writes, that the only way back is grace. The only way back is the grace of God, that all renewal is in the hands of God, that all renewal flows from a fresh and a powerful vision of who God is. And so we get that in Ezekiel 47. We can see that. The prophet receives this vision of water, 
that originates in the temple of God, he gets a fresh vision of the source and fount of all blessing. This is crucial because for us, we know that God is the source and fount of every blessing. God is the one from whom every good thing originates. He is the source. The water that Ezekiel sees flows from the very presence of God. And that is really important. Life, life in this moment comes from the temple of God's presence, not from some government building or some king's palace, some powerful ruler on earth. Life comes straight from the temple of God, from the presence of the living God. You see, in the Bible, any moment where we see a flowing stream like this one, it speaks to us of the life of God, the flowing, invigorating, life-giving waters of God that he alone can bring. As we enter this new season in the life of Carmoney Church, and this season in my own life, this momentous season for me, for my family, and for all of us, I'm praying that we all get a fresh vision of the source of the God that we gather to worship, of the one in whose presence we sit and worship this morning, the fount of every blessing. Maybe you know you need that. Maybe you're here and you've come back to church for the first time in a long time or maybe for some reason you've been detached from God or you feel like you've been detached from God and and maybe in your heart you're thinking right now, God, life is tough. Life has become really difficult for me. I feel really weary. I can't really sense you or, or see you. I struggle to understand why I'm going through this in my life. Well, I pray that we would get a fresh vision of the source, that we would go right to the fount of every blessing in the days and the weeks and the months that are to come. Come with me. Journey with us as we go through this a fresh vision of the source. The other thing that we see in this is a fresh vision of depth. It's incredible because Ezekiel sees something really interesting as the guide takes him to the waters of life. He sees that the river has this strange increase in depth. It originates in the temple, but the guide takes him there and shows him that that the river journeys from this little trickle in verse 2 to ankle deep in verse three, to knee deep in verse four, to waist deep at the end of verse four until the prophet is so deep in verse five that he has to swim as the river flows out to sea. It's a beautiful picture, isn't it? This increasing depths of the waters of life speaks to us as the people of God of the ever-increasing abundance that flows from God. And this ever-increasing depth of the river also invites us as the people of God to go deeper with him, to go deeper into his presence in our lives and what it means to know him and the fullness of his presence. You know, I've always been intrigued, enchanted with the deep waters of God's presence. I hope you can sense that in my life. I gave up shallow water Christian faith a long time ago. 
I believe that God has so much more for us that he wants us to know and experience and he calls us to the deeper waters of faith. You know, I want to bring people to the deep end with me where, where, where grace abounds in deepest waters. You know that the song Oceans talks about grace abounding in deepest waters. That is my experience. In fact, that's my experience right now as God takes me deeper, as he takes us deeper, as he's taken us as a family into what feels like the deep waters of his grace and presence. His grace abounds all the more. God is there in the deep waters. He doesn't abandon us when it feels like all we can do is swim for our lives. God is here. God's sovereign hand will be our guide. As the songwriter puts it, where feet may fail. You maybe know that, that, that feeling where it feels like your faith is failing and where fear surrounds us. The promise is that he never failed us and he won't stop now. Grace abounds in deepest waters. I'm going to be really bluntly honest with all of you. We're coming here um, and we're expecting to find people who are up for deep water swimming. People who want to swim in the deep waters of faith. Who want to know more of what it means to know God and and to plunge in deep to all that God has for you in your individual life and in the life of your family, in your community, in this church family, that we would find that I would be introduced and discover people who want to go deeper, who want to go into the deep waters, waters so deep that, that it's not just ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, but, but that we have, to, we have to swim in the waters of faith. Trusting God's plan for us as we follow him. As we follow his lead to the least and the lost among us. The all-in vision strategy puts it like this. Going deeper. We desire to see everyone grow deeper in their faith. Pushing beyond the surface and putting down deep roots as disciples. We want to help people develop strong foundations that will lead to greater depth in their understanding, commitment, and passion. That's a great description of depth, isn't it? That's our desire as a church family, that we would go deeper, venturing into the deeper waters of faith. Sometimes that requires courage, an element of risk even. But in that place, there is an abundance of joy. There's an abundance of life-giving, invigorating joy that comes from the Lord when we trust him and go deeper in our faith with him. We don't want to go back to the shallow waters. We want to stay in the deep end. I wonder what waters of faith you would say you're in right now in your life. And I wonder, do you desire to go deeper? Please, come deep with me. Come deep with me. Let's go deeper as a church family so we get a fresh vision of depth. I think Ezekiel also gets a fresh vision of life. Verses 7 to 12, if you're following along, we find out what the purpose of this supernatural source of water is coming from the very presence of God. It tells us that everything that the Spirit of God touches becomes fresh. 
everything the Spirit of God touches becomes fresh. Life floods in. See, this water not only brings life to things that are already living, but this water brings life to things that are dead. You see, the gospel isn't just good news of how good people can become better. The gospel is good news of how dead people can come to spiritual life. Do we believe that? By the way, I I do sometimes like a little bit of response and interaction. Um, And I've I've just learned that Presbyterians aren't great at it. Um, I think you guys might break that, you know. Um, You've probably already broken that a long time ago. But we do believe, don't we, that the gospel, the good news of Jesus, doesn't just make good people better. Brings dead people to life. Don't we believe that? Yeah, we believe that. It brings dead communities back to life. We believe that. The dead places that are around us, places of despair, places that lack hope and lack life, The good news of Jesus brings life to those places. We see that in this passage. The river doesn't just make things that are alive even more full of life. The river makes dead things live again. See, the Dead Sea was just that. It was dead. As the lowest and saltiest substantial body of water on planet Earth, it was totally incapable of any kind of life. Yet even here, we read that when our river of life empties into the Dead Sea, we read that the salty water there becomes fresh. The salty water becomes fresh. Ezekiel's vision is intended to bring language to our ears and to our hearts reminiscent of the Garden of Eden. That time before sin had tainted planet Earth, before death's dark shadow had had been cast over humanity. This vision brings us to that place, a place of life. Not only does salt water become fresh, but verse nine tells us, and I love this, that where the river flows, everything will live. Where the river flows, everything will live. There will be all kinds of fish in the water, all kinds of fruit on the trees and where the water flows, leaves on trees will not wither nor will the fruit ever fail. It's a picture of an abundance of life. Where the river touches life will will flow. Dead things will live again. This river promises supernatural fruitfulness and, and healing. Its waters truly sustain those who live off it. That's what we believe about life in the spirit. That's what this is speaking of, life in the Spirit of God. This is what life in the Spirit looks like. Everything the Spirit of God touches comes to spiritual life. And this is my prayer for you, for here, for Carmoney, for this wider community all around us, for my own life. God is a life-giving God. We believe that. He's a life-giving God. And God's desire is for us as a church to be a life-giving church. That we would be a people who bring the life of God everywhere we go. That living waters would flow from here. Out of this place, into streets and homes, into parks and factories, into shops, schools. That the presence of God would go and flow with us 
building sites, byways, highways, everything the living waters touch will come to life. But the fresh living waters will not flow if we don't first go into their depths, that we would plunge our hearts into the waters of life. On Friday night, Rick, who came up and, and shared and prayed at the end of the speeches on Friday evening, by the way, wasn't, wasn't that moment really good, really special? Without Rick knowing anything, anything about what I was preaching on this morning, he didn't know a single thing. I hadn't told him a word. Rick prayed a call upon us as a church, and it was a call to deep water. He actually used those words, a call to deep water, the call to go to the places where we may feel out of our depth. But as Ezekiel 47 has shown us today, the fullness of God will be found in the places where we feel out of our depth. See, the deepest waters can be the darkest places within the ocean. But the darkest places in the ocean are teeming with life. Teeming with fish and life everywhere. Fish to be reached. Nets to get ready. Nets to get ready. Fish to be reached. People to be reached with the good news of Jesus. Living water flowing to the darkest places. And so as we close, this supernatural river of life in Ezekiel's vision, the river's source, its immeasurable depth and its stunning effects anticipate for us as Christians today Jesus Christ, he is the source of life. John chapter seven, let me just read this as we come uh, to finish up this morning. John 7, 37 to 39, Jesus says on the last, or we read this, on the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and in a loud voice said, in a loud voice, Jesus said, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. See, we come to Jesus and we drink from the living waters that are found in him. And so that is our prayer, that we would drink of the living waters that come from Christ Alone. And here's how we're going to go about this over the next few months. Alongside this preaching series, we're going to have 100 days of prayer. Next Sunday, we're going to have some more details on how we're going to go about this. But we're going to press in deep in prayer before the Lord over these next 100 days. 100 days plus, could be 500 days. We'll start with 100. We'll focus on the next 100 days really pressing in, really praying for this fresh move of God among us. There will be things that we introduce, things that you can, you can join with over these coming months, but, but let's begin this week during our own devotional prayer spaces and time with the Lord by praying for these things, for, for fresh wind. Breathe upon us again, O Lord. Fresh fire, lead us, God. Lead us into your holiness, fresh rain. Oh God, pour out your blessing. Pour out your blessing upon us, upon me, upon my family, upon this church. 
from this community, from this nation. Fresh wind blow. Fresh fire. God, show us your holiness. God, send your rain. Let your blessing fall. Where rain from heaven falls, dead things will live. Spirit of God at work. Let's pray and then we're going to sing again. Let me invite the worship team forward. We're going to sing in response to all that God is speaking to us about. Let's take a moment. Why don't you stand with me as we pray? Let's stand together. Lord God Almighty, we pause in your presence, Father, and we thank you that you are here with us as the source and fount of all blessing. Lord God, we acknowledge your presence here. Father, as we acknowledge your presence here, Father, we come with boldness before your throne of grace because of your Son, Jesus the one who promises that anyone who is thirsty can come to him, to him alone and find rivers of living water. God, we come. We come before you now and we pray that you would pour out your spirit upon us. Father, we humble ourselves before you Lord, we know that there are things that only you can do. You're the God who can make dead things live again. You're the God who can bring hope into our hopelessness, light into the darkness. Where the river touches, Father, everything comes to life. Come, Lord Jesus. Take your place among us. We exalt you. We pray that your spirit would move among us. When we consider, Father, just what it is, just what it means to belong to you, our only response is absolute adoration from hearts that are so thankful. So, Lord, come. May the joy of the Lord flow from within us. And may a joyful sound of response come from our lips that would fill this place, sending us back out of here, bringing the living presence of God with us wherever we go. Make dead things live, Father. Lead us now, Spirit of God, as we respond to you, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.